Alright, for so for part three of three of the Getcho Grind Up Young and Dumb Origin Stories, we have our CCO, my beautiful girlfriend, Michelle Boltman. So this is her first ever podcast episode, and she's a little nervous going into it, but she put out an amazing episode, and we really got to dive in on how she's able to get all these amazing guests on her show, what it's like to go into Instagram and Twitter jail, and how many DMs she actually sends every day. So hop in, listen to this episode, and she's got an amazing story. So check it out, let us know what you think, and we'll see you at the end of the show. What's going on, everyone? You are listening live to the Young and Dumb podcast with your co-hosts, Justin and Gary. We have a full staff on board with us today. Our CCO, Michelle, has joined us for her first ever live podcast, so we are here to welcome her. Little known fact that she pulls all the strings in the back and makes all of this happen. So we're going to dive into her story in just a little bit. But before we get to that, Michelle, say what's up to the people. Hi, guys. Glad to have you on board with us today. I mean, you're usually with us with our podcast, but it's nice to actually have you on the podcast. But we are going to waste no more time, no more formalities. Let's get right into it. Let us know who you are and what you're doing right now. So I go to school in Orlando, Florida at a school called Valencia. I am a sonography major, so if you're not really sure what that entails, it's basically the ultrasounds that you go through when you're pregnant with a baby. So I determine the sex of the baby, the health, all that kind of stuff. Um, Being in school in Florida was different for me because I used to go to school in mass my first year, and it wasn't really something I liked. So I made the, de- the decision to go to school in Florida and just try something new. Okay, so we, we see a sense a little bit of change here for you, but you do, is it sonography? Yeah, sonography. Sonography to communications. Yeah. Where does that overlap? How would you come into the role that you stand with, You the role that you hold with Get Your Grind Up right now? Honestly, I never really thought that I would be into doing this type of thing until I met Justin. Justin is someone who is very outgoing, very into talking to people, all that kind of stuff. So that kind of rubbed off onto me. And I was like, okay, let me just feel it out, try to talk to people, like get them onto the podcast, do that kind of stuff. And one day I just ran with it and I just sent like 50 DMs like back to back and I just fell in love with it. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been awesome to see kind of the transformation in Michelle. So uh, for those listening that don't know, me and Michelle have been dating for a little over four years now. So just watching her grow from like when we first met in high school and how she's moved down to Florida and now she's crazy outgoing. She's going into Twitter jail. She's going into Instagram jail because she's trying to get all these big hosts on like people that you always hear from, whether it's Mikey B, whether it's King Vader, whether Swish, Elliot, whoever it may be, the majority of them have come from Michelle. So if you've liked any of those episodes, feel free to give her a shout out. But what I want to dive into is kind of that transition. So I know the story of why you transferred from Mass um, to Valencia down in Florida, but I want you to kind of tell that story and what that transition was, especially because you do go to a community college and it's a different kind of perspective than most because a you knew no one really living in florida besides myself and b it's a community college not necessarily a full four-year university so my first school was stcc in springfield mass that school was typically like 
I would say, 2,000 students. So it was really small. It wasn't really many people talking to each other. You didn't really see anybody going out for lunch together. It was just like a school-type setting. So there was really no room to make friends because everybody went to that school for one purpose, and that was to go to school. So I didn't really like that aspect from it either. And part of it was that the teachers didn't care about their students at all. And the school was like pretty much a jail. It just looked like a jail. <laughs> I'm being honest. It didn't look that great. And winters up here were not my favorite thing ever. So I was like, okay, Justin's in Florida. Why not transfer to warmer weather, nicer schools, better job opportunities? Because Florida has tons of hospitals all around. And I just went to Florida. Okay, so can you specify for me um, a little more of the, the opportunities that were available um, to you in Florida as compared to going to school here? So my school, Valencia, has like six different campuses that I could attend. So there's one like West, East, Osceola, Lake Nona, etc. So there was multiple professor staff everywhere that I could attend. Um, I used Rate My Professor to pick which campus worked best for me and then like the location as well. So the ones in West Campus are the ones like more medically geared. So that's where I met like most of my friends who are um, into like nursing, dental, all that kind of stuff. So I found people in my niche that I could definitely connect to more for my school. And that's pretty much like why I went to school down to Florida because people down there are just a lot nicer. I met friends instantly. People just connect with you better down there. They're just nicer. So with that, I mean, people always talk about Southern hospitality, right? And I think I felt the kind of the same thing when I moved down. I don't want this interview to be about myself. We've already heard my story, but just kind of giving a little bit more background. Um, with moving to Florida, I told I want to talk a little bit about what kind of our relationship, because I think that's a big part of why Michelle moved down. But also um, it plays a part with how who she's become the same way that it plays a part of how I became who I became today. Um, so, Michelle, if you want to elaborate on that, I know you love talking about this type of stuff, long distance relationship, whatever it may be. So before we hop into the CCO side of things, let's talk about us. So I met Justin when I was a junior in high school. He was a senior. So his senior year, he went to Florida for a school after he graduated. And we did, I think, two and a half years of long distance. Mm -hmm. It was pretty hard and emotionally draining for me because I didn't have my biggest support next to me at, at all times. So I feel like that played a big part in me moving down to Florida because I wanted to have him with me. Because he was the person that brought me out of my comfort zone the most. And it was just nice to have him around. So we did two and a half years of long distance. I'd visit him like every three months. I think the longest we went was five months. Yeah, five each or other. six. I think it was the first break. Yeah, it was the first break. So it was pretty hard on us, I would say. Mm -hmm. But um, after two and a half years, I was like, I really don't think being in school up north is for me. And I don't think I can do long distance anymore. So I just told my parents, I'm like, hey, I'm going to school in Florida. This school, Valencia, is awesome. They have nice reviews. They have a great program, all that kind of stuff. So just broke it to them that way, and I moved down the year after. So let me get into the, like the, the mindset or like the logistics of the move because moving from – well, you live in Connecticut, but from a school in Mass all the way down to a school in Orlando, Florida – that's a long distance and that's a huge move it's not only a change of 
scenery um, and environment, but um, change of essentially programs because they're not essentially offering the same different same things, but it's a complete change in your lifestyle, um, more or less. Um, when you can go home, when you can afford to go home, um, your friends, how often or how frequent or unfrequently you communicate with them, um, your availability with things with family, all this comes into play with your move. So tell me about like what was going in your head um, when you made that big decision. So I went to school in August. So like the week before I moved, I was packing all my stuff into my car. I was packing all my stuff together and it hit me like the week before. I was like, wow, I'm really moving to Florida at this point. It was it was kind of a lot for me at that moment. Like I didn't know if I wanted to go through with it because a move that big is pretty, pretty big. So I did get like cold feet. I didn't want to go. But as soon as I drove down, because my dad and I drove down for that time, um, I drove down, I saw like all the palm trees, all the um, the beaches going on the highway. It just made it sink in even more that like it's where I want it to be. So I feel like it wasn't too hard. Like once I got down there, I had my family come down too. They flew like a week after I drove. Um, they helped me move into my apartment, my first apartment with some roommates. And I had my family there and I also had Justin's family there. So that was a big part in helping me get settled in Florida because if I didn't have Justin's family honestly it would have been a lot harder do you think you could have been able to make a move like this without whether it be myself or my family and having like kind of a support group I think I could but it would take a lot longer to get settled it would take probably about like three months to get settled into where I am but since you guys were there it took like a month ish and like I can kind of relate to you there in the sense that in maybe three weeks I'll be making uh, a move as well. Um, and it's not like for a semester or for a couple <laughs> years. Like I'm taking all my stuff with me. Like that's it. Like I'm pretty sure my room's getting turned into an office or something. So that's you know covered. Mine was but, storage, so I feel yeah, you. Yeah, like it it happens, but it's the the whole mindset where it's like I everything I once knew is changing and I had to adjust to that. So, I mean, I'm glad you have, um, you have both support systems within your family and Justin's family. And my family has been a huge support system um, with my helping with my move. And though I don't have anyone on the receiving end down in Philly, I, I still think I'll be in good hands. So um, I'm glad you're able to have that uh, with you, but enough of all the sentimental stuff. Like um, <laughs> That's who I'm I am, over it. I'm sentimental. <laughs> I've I've had my enough for for one podcast. We're gonna we're gonna get back to the nitty gritty, and we're gonna get into the CEO uh, CCO um, work. I want to actually. I was talking to a friend earlier today, and he was telling me about the podcast. He's like, "No, it's great. You guys are doing dope stuff." And you're like, "I saw you guys got this one guy from YouTube." I'm like, "Oh, King Vader." He's like, "Yeah." Like, I see his videos all the time. How'd you guys get him? I'm like, "I don't." Like, well, I know because I'm like, I, I sent the, the message to Michelle, but how did you get it? Like, what is your, your secret? What's, what's the charm? Like, because I can't do this. Justin can't do it. Can't do Lord it. knows Justin can't do it. What is, what is <laughs> wait, your wait, secret? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I think he could if he tried. <laughs> I mean, 20 failed attempts to, to contact Gary V, and then Michelle does it one time, and uh, right. 
Yeah, we're not going uh, to. <laughs> Once Gary hears this episode, this is. <laughs> so tell me, tell me what the what the secret is. If if there is a secret, if you can share, and if you can actually, you know, verbalize it, let us know. So I'll say there's a process. So either Justin or Gary, they messaged me someone to interview. So Gary messaged me King Vader. So I clicked on his profile. I stalked him a little bit, got like what he's about, all that kind of stuff. And I saw that he has an email in his profile. So I just sent him an email. I was like, hey, it's Michelle from the Young and Dumb podcast. Um, our podcast stands for this, blah, blah, blah. And I gave him my Instagram handle, my phone number, and the email that I have for Get Your Grind Up. And he just texted me one day saying, hey, like, what's your podcast about? I'd love to be on it. And that's basically it. So very simple. It sounds so simple. Seems so simple. But I I just message people. I I know the other side to this story. And I know a lot of people kind of hear this type of story of, oh, yeah, you just need to hit up a person on Instagram DMs. It goes down in the DMs and they'll answer (laughs) you, right? So I go out and I try it and and it doesn't work for me. But I think the the work that Michelle does that people don't realize, even sometimes I don't realize, and uh, Gary probably doesn't either, is how many people ignored you before King Vader said yes? Honestly, yeah. I, being serious, that's like about 150. That's... I message about 500 people a day, like about the podcast, about interviews, all that kind of stuff. And I think maybe 20 reply. So, I mean, I've talked to Michelle in the past. We've gone through the entire Harvard Yard Goats, uh, which was, which is a a minor league team in our area. We, the Cavs team, the Cavaliers basketball team, you know, the team that LeBron used to play for. Yeah, that one. Um, Granted, they were in the middle of losing the finals, but, you know, still gave them a shout. Um, So many different people, and we haven't gotten anything from anyone, really, but the ones that I we do one have. Yard goats. Oh, really? Them. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a change of pace. We we like that. So, well, tell me, Michelle, what would you like to? What do you? What are your plans for for get your grind up? Just to grow it. I want to get as big as possible. That's basically it. And how how do you feel your role plays into it? So obviously, you get you get the interviews for us, and you're interacting with a lot of people on social media um on our instagram page as well but how do you intend to grow this big voice are you planning on becoming a more centerpiece of get your grind up in terms of our our content that we're creating our minute Ray mondays our uh, five key fridays whatever it may be or do you still want to be kind of the behind the scenes and sending 500 dms a, a day and getting in twitter jail and getting in instagram jail and all this stuff i think i want to be both I'm really not used to being like in the center of attention with things. And I feel like if I got put in that position, I would want to be out of my comfort zone more. So I feel like I do want to transition into being more of like the front front line like you guys and being in those videos, being at Rant Mondays, all that kind of stuff. But I just have to get to that level. No, I mean, comfort. we can definitely we can definitely see your role growing there. Um, and I mean, even with this, this is a huge step in, in the right direction. So people out there listening, expect to see a lot and hear a lot more of Michelle podcast content, all that stuff. She's here. She's doing a lot of work and a lot of our success is due to what she does behind the scenes. So um, don't forget to include her in your appreciation of what we do. 
Um, but I just want to change focus a little bit to, you know, my favorite question, the loading bar question. Everyone knows this question's coming. We've based a, a lot of what we do off of it. So I'm going to ask you, Michelle, we're going to take your entire journey so far up to this very second and turn it into a loading bar. Yeah. So from zero to 100 percent, where do you feel like you are right now on your loading bar? I think I'm at five percent. Five percent. Okay. So you let me know what a hundred percent looks like. One hundred percent would be like completely finding myself. Like right now I feel like I've found myself, but now I'm working on getting to that point. I know who I want to be, I know want where I wanna go. I just need to get to that point. So getting out of my comfort zone with like the podcast, doing this episode right now is steps in that direction for me. And I can also say that in in a way, your I shameless plug here, but the the adventures of white on rice is a, essentially a a way for you to help you find yourself. I mean, that's another way for you to exactly. come come out of your your comfort zone. And I think both of you are doing a, a great job with that as well. Um, you know, give you guys a little shout out. You know, pat myself. Thank, you, Thank you, Gary. You're so <laughs> You're so kind. So tell me what it's gonna take to get you to that hundred percent. So I feel like, I mean, people ask me to be on podcasts sometimes, but I always say, oh, Justin can do it or Gary can do it. So I feel like I might start saying yes to them, to speaking about the Get Your Grind Up stuff through my point of view. So I'll probably start saying yes to those people, um, probably doing more videos with Justin and Gary, like Venomate Mondays, all that kind of stuff. Um, right now, I'm collaborating with like different companies, like doing um, free adventures at Nomads today. Um, meeting with a place in New York for this um, match to ice cream place. I feel like that's some steps in the right direction too, with like meeting people and getting out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, so I heard a lot of short-term stuff there, but but I'm going to press you. Oh, you love the long-term um, stuff. I'm going to press you right here. So let's think long-term. What, what you said that you, you've kind of found yourself and you've kind of seen where you want to go in the future, but what does that really mean? I heard, like I said, I heard a lot of short-term things like nomads, like growing adventures, growing, get your grind up. But long-term, what does that mean for you? So long-term, I would like to see myself speaking on a panel with you guys, like at different speaking engagements. Um, I would love to have my job as a sonographer at a hospital or a startup company doing all that kind of stuff with medical things. Um, I can see myself being um, involved with more companies, like promoting their stuff, doing stuff for my Instagram. So promoting that would be awesome. Um, I can just see myself growing into someone that I want to be where I'm more outgoing, um, not as quiet. Because if you knew me in high school, honestly, like I did not talk to anybody. I was such a quiet person. Like even Justin can vouch for that. Like I don't know how he wanted to be with me, honestly. But um it was more it was more than kind of i could tell what you wanted to say without you saying it a lot of the times so that's kind of what i fell in love with and like it was kind of a mystery at first and it was kind of like a game of let's see what i can get out of michelle today Let, let's see how deep i can dive today so that's that's kind of how i've grown as a person too is being able to connect with all these people you find different ways to to kind of break people's barriers down and once i broke started breaking down michelle's barrier more and more it was like, wow, there's a beautiful person behind a beautiful face and a beautiful personality, too. So um, it was great just being able to knock down those barriers slowly, but surely they came down. So 
it's been a grind, but you know, I get my grind up. So yeah. Ooh, I actually I actually made the name for Get Your Grind Up. Fun fact. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think we should all hear the story behind this. But... Okay. I can tell it. I can tell it. So we were in my apartment in my um like one of the bedrooms and I was sleeping with note cards like on my face. Like I fell asleep while studying. And Justin was at the desk studying, right? Yeah. And he took one of my stuffed animals and threw it at my face and said, get your grind up. And I was like, get your grind up is kind of like not really a fun term. Like it doesn't sound fun. It's just get your grind up. So we or I was like, okay, how about we say get your grind up? It's more fun. It's interesting. You can probably make t-shirts out of that and look cool. So we changed the name to that. And another funny story on top of that is people started asking me if I changed it to get Cho grind up because my last name was Cho because I'm Asian, but it's not. That's not why. <laughs> <laughs> like I started dying when people started like people were legitimately asking me this. So this was this came on LinkedIn and on LinkedIn it shows you your last name. And people would still ask me if, is your last name Cho? Is my last name Cho? And like, is that why? And I'm just like, no. It, it says win. It says win. Okay, so we got the, we've completed our origin stories with yourself, myself, and Michelle, and even the origin story of the Getro Grind Up name. But Michelle, we're not done with you yet. We have to go to Justin's favorite part of the podcast the deep thinking questions. Of course, you already know. Um, so I'm going to start it off, as I always do, with a different question than usual. Um, oh, boy. So I'm going to hit a topic. We're going to get back to the sentimental side, because I know that's what Michelle loves to elaborate on. Um, if you had advice, and I know you've given advice to a lot of your friends who have been in similar situations of a long-distance relationship, um, what would you say? Number one is to just keep yourself busy. That's like the main, main thing. Like when you're doing everything you can, you are not thinking about that person as much. You are living your own life. But if you sit there and do nothing during that time, you just constantly think about them. You get depressed. You just don't want to do anything. So I was working, I think, two or three jobs when Justin was away. I was working at Macy's as a cosmetic um, person. I was a babysitter, and I also was working on a farm. So I kept myself pretty busy while he was away, so I didn't think about him as much. What else would you give? So I'm going to make it three. You have to give three pieces three. of advice, yeah. So number one would be keep busy. Number two would be, I would say connect with people who are going through the same thing as you because I was on Twitter, and I was, like, looking at different long-distance people and talking to them hearing their story, hearing how they've coped with it pretty much. So I would just message those people and connect with them because they are going through the same thing as you. So they're going to be willing to talk to you nonstop all day to just help you out. Like there were moments where it was better. Like I was fine without him. And then there was moments where it just hit me. Not, not like that. <laughs> not like that. <laughs> but it didn't hurt as bad. So I feel like number one would be keep busy. Number two would be talk to different people who are going through the same thing. And number three, that's hard. 
It's always that third one that gets everyone. It's really always. the third one. That's why it's my favorite number. I would say journal. When he was away, he told me to start journaling. And I did a little bit, and it did help. Because having your feelings be sent to an outlet was nice. Like writing down like how I felt about certain situations or certain things really did help bring it out of my head because if it didn't I couldn't really talk to him because he had a busy schedule of soccer so it was like an in that moment thing where I need to talk to someone I'll just write it on paper I can definitely co-sign that that third one um writing things out and like in just a life sense you know that really helps with really anything um if you think about it yeah so we're going to transition into the second question and I'm going to keep it pretty pretty usual just because no no journey is complete, no story is complete without a title. So if you had to take your journey up to right now and give it a title, what would it be called? God, I know this question and like I still don't know an answer to it. God. Um Would it be like bubble tea? She's stressing. Yeah, I'm stressing. I think it would be out of my shell. Because when I started getting out of my shell, Justin used to say I was getting out of my taco shell. As cheesy and like weird as that sounds, like it just still sticks with me to this day. It's pretty so funny. There's her meaning. Her name is Michelle. People call her shell, so taco shell. It was originally turtle shell, but taco is just funnier. So <laughs> That's high school mentality right there. Those little little terms. Well, it's it's it stuck around. It did stick with me. It still does. Yeah, those were our cheesy, uh, our cheesy high school names. So it's all out there on the internet now. Yep. Anyways, question Great. number. Five. Um. <laughs> so if let's imagine you've accomplished everything as our CCO, you've grown Get Your Grind up to as big as possible. You've grown Adventures of White on Rice to be a huge influencing platform, and we're getting paid to go do all these crazy free things, um, and traveling the world, but. Everything has disappeared now in a hundred years. Um, all your accomplishments, all everything, every even the book that you just wrote is gone. So, but you get to pick three things that you want to be remembered for. What are those three things? Um, I feel like one of them would be being a kind person. Um, I feel like that plays a big role in who you are. So if you're kind to someone, they're more likely to remember you. Um, number two, I feel like it would be, these are so hard. <laughs> these are really hard. Two more, two more. Number two would have to be, can I have pictures? Or is that gone too? One picture. One picture? Yeah. Okay. Well, that doesn't really do me any good. <laughs> honestly. Um, I honestly don't know. You got to pick two more things. I'm not letting you. I know not you're not letting, letting you me. It's just hard, like, on the spot to think of this. So being kind is number one. Number two. 
I feel like is helping others. I've contacted so many people where I've talked about the podcast, Get Your Grind Up, and a few messages in, they come out with something personal. So I feel like helping them out of some hard times wouldn't be something I want to be remembered for. Um, number three, can I say my adventures? Yeah. Yeah, my adventures. So Justin and I recently got back from Belize and Guatemala, and I've been sharing our story on our Instagram page. So I've been telling people in person as well. So I feel like that's probably something I want to be remembered for is telling our stories through traveling. Word, word, word. Yeah, that uh, Adventures of White on Rice, definitely something you want to keep and be remembered for. So we're going to transition into question number four. It's a little known fact that you have been an Insta brand ambassador slash model for companies before, um, yeah. gotten some pretty cool stuff out of it. But I want to know if you could pick three companies slash brands to Instagram model slash brand ambassador for, which three companies would it be? number one would definitely be Makai. It's this turtle company that makes t-shirts with turtles on it. I'm not sure if anybody has seen them before, but they're pretty cute designs. The story behind the um, the t-shirts themselves is incredible. Jeff has um, made tremendous sales through um, all of his social medias. He sells the t-shirts to make profit to send to turtles. So he helps out all the different organizations for turtles because, as we know, pollution is real. And turtles often are like suffering because of the plastic in the ocean. So he helps with that a lot. And number two would have to be this coffee one that I just started branding for. They're sending me like different iced coffees. And iced coffee is a very key component to, to myself. I love an iced coffee. And number three. Number three. Kate Spade. I wish. Can you imagine? I love Kate Spade. This could be any three that you ever want. So number three can be whoever um, you dream of, I guess. I think I would say Kate Spade. Why, why, why Kate Spade? Kate Spade is like one of my favorite designers. It's so sad that she passed away, but um, their classic designs are just incredible. I love how it's just a basic black purse, but just looks so stylish with every outfit. And it's not like Louis Vuitton or Coach or like they have their logo all over it. It's just like one classic little bar that says Kate Spade New York on it. And it's just, just very neutral and goes with everything. I love it. Um, So... With that, before we move on to our last question, um, give yourself a little plug. Where can people find the CCO of Get Your Grind Up and all her Instagram endeavors? So my Instagram is Elizabeth. So it's M-E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T and then four H's. Um, our adventures page, so as I guess the plug for me and Justin, is Adventures of White on Rice. And that's pretty much all my socials. I mean, I don't really use Twitter too much. And Snapchat is the same as my Instagram. So Awesome. So you already know the last question, what it's going to be. What is a question that you wish that we asked you? One question that I wish you asked me. Hmm. 
I wish you asked me a little bit more about like my childhood and like how I was brought up. I feel like that played a big role in who I am today. You know what we're gonna say next? Enlighten us. Tell us how your childhood has affected you up and influenced you up until this point. So my family is predominantly English, so everything was pretty proper growing up. Um, my grandparents were teaching us how to use like a fork and spoon with spaghetti, um, just all the table manners, like where the place settings go, the napkins, the forks, knives, all that kind of stuff. Um, and they just taught me how to be respectful, um, kind to everybody, to not, like, let um, negative energy affect me as much. I mean, it still does, uh, like, affect me a little bit, but um, I feel like they just raised me to be someone strong and independent and proper. <laughs> okay, I can, I, I love that, love that. So, even though our hearts are broken because football is not coming home, I it's will conclude. Not, not coming home. I wish it not, was, but it's not, not this year. But I, I just want to take this moment to thank you from the Get Your Grind Up community, Young and Dumb community, even though they cross over and intertwine. Big thank you for coming onto the podcast, showing the world who you are, and enlightening us with all the information that you had to offer. Thank you for having me. It is our pleasure, and I'm sure it will not be the last time. Definitely so will not be the last. Let's let's get this going. And for all of you listening out there, this concludes our origin stories, our mini series to get to know us as Get Your Grind Up individuals and as a Get Your Grind Up team. This concludes our year, our first year as a Get Your Grind Up team as a Get Your Grind Up community, and we have, we appreciate all that you guys have done for us um, along the way up to this point. We just want to let you guys know that there's much, much more to come, um, and to, to stick with us, ride it out with us. It's a grind for us three and all of you. Um, we support and love all the support that we were getting and what you guys are doing out there, so let's make it another 10 years. 20 years, 30 years. Let's get this thing going and let's get uh, the Get Your Grind Up movement off the ground. Um, but if you want to learn a little bit more about Michelle, hop on the website, getyourgrindup.com or on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Get Your Grind Up. We'll be back to our regular Young and Dumb series next week. We will see you guys soon. Always remember, we are all young and dumb. And never forget, get show grind up. Peace. Peace.